Yesterday, we celebrated the most joyous event of the entire Christian year, Christmas Day, the yearly remembrance of the birth of our Savior. Christmas is a time that is so holy, so special, we are invited to celebrate it for a season, for 12 whole days. And this is the origin of the 12 days of Christmas. From Christmas Day to the Feast of, of the Epiphany on January 6th. Well, I have a question for you today. How would you describe Christmas? What words or descriptions would you use to tell someone what Christmas is all about. There are many ways to talk about what Christmas means. There are the lights and the decorations we put up. Christmas includes the presents that we give and receive. We might describe the Christmas pageant. We could tell the story of Mary and Joseph traveling to Bethlehem finding no room in the end, and giving birth to Jesus, the Messiah, in a simple stable where he slept in a manger. The story might include the angels and the shepherds, and later the magi traveling from far away and bringing their gifts. This morning, we participate in a long-standing tradition of hearing the opening verses of the gospel according to John. Now, John's gospel is different from those written by the other three gospel writers because John gives no account of Jesus's birth. There is no mention of wise men or shepherds or the star or a manger. John offers a different perspective on the story of Jesus. These opening 18 verses from John are often called the prologue of John's gospel. This is John's description of what it means to have Jesus come into our world. You could say it is John's description of what Christmas is all about. It is John's attempt to express Jesus's encounter with the world in the most powerful language he can employ. He is describing the wonder of Jesus coming among us. He uses glorious prose on a grand scale with the opening of his gospel hearkening back not to Mary or Joseph, but all the way back to the beginning of Genesis back to the start of creation, using these words, in the beginning. 
John says that ultimately the wonder of the Christmas story can be summarized in this way. The Word of God, present with God from the very beginning of creation, became flesh and made its dwelling among us. The Word took on human form and lived among us, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the incarnate Word. He is the Word made flesh, the Word of God, the Word of love, the Word of truth and grace. Jesus is the love of God incarnate in human form. Jesus is the human form of God's forgiveness, God's mercy, God's life, light, and God's truth. This is the message and the miracle of Christmas, that God's word, the word from the beginning of all things, came into the world as one of us. God's word took on flesh and dwelt among us. In Jesus, we see what it is to be fully human. And at the same time, we see the fullness of God's redeeming love. Such a mystery cannot be adequately described because we cannot fully understand it. But John does it as well as anyone in putting it into words. And that is why we have this tradition of hearing this reading on the first Sunday after Christmas every year. It helps to hear again what Christmas is all about, the gift of Jesus, God in human form, God's gift of grace and love. The remarkable thing about John is that even though he is talking about something powerful and poetic, eternal and cosmic, he brings it down to something quite real because God brings it down to something quite real. The world was made, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. John tells us that what was once set apart from the people of God is now shown to us in the real human form of Jesus. And the word became flesh and lived among us. The word of God dwelt among us. The word dwelt can also be translated tabernacle or pitched his tent among us. Just as the glory of God dwelt within the confines of the tent of the tabernacle in ancient Israel, now, in the person of Jesus, 
we see that glory here among us as one of us. But the dividing walls of the tent are no longer there. The ancient tabernacle provided a divide between the everyday and the holy, between where the community lived and where the priest could go. Sometimes we do the same things in our own lives. Sunday morning is the time for religion and church, while the rest of the week, in the middle of a Thursday afternoon, not so much. This lovely place we call St. George's is the place to pray and know God's presence. But my kitchen at home or my desk at work, I'm not so sure. I have other things to do there. And yet God is the God of all creation and of all of our lives. Paul reminds us in his letter to the Galatians that God sent Jesus into our hearts so we might cry out to God, Abba, Father, just as Jesus did, because we are children of God. Our lives are meant to know God and make God known. Because God is the Lord of all, that means we are to do that here in these pews and in our homes, in our places of work, and when we share meals and conversations with friends and family. The walls of the ancient tent are no more. The glory of God has been revealed to all people. It is proper that our church building is used for liturgies on Sunday and so many other services, worship services and Bible studies, meetings, small groups, support groups, just about every other day of the week. But we cannot keep God's presence here within the walls of this place between 7.30 and noon and at 5 p.m. on Sundays. All things came into being through Jesus. What has come into being in Jesus was the light of all people. In that light, we can see more clearly who God is and who God created us to be. The light of God, the presence of God, the glory of God dwells among us. That is what the whole story of Christmas is pointing toward. The baby born in the stable, the angels singing of the glory of God to the shepherds, the star leading people from a far land. The glory of the Lord is among us, 
revealed to us, dwelling among us in our lives, in our presence. If I may put a twist on the question Colin asked us on Christmas Eve, what did you receive for Christmas? May we spend this Christmas season reflecting on this wondrous gift, this wondrous Christmas gift given to us, the Word made flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of God's own Son, full of grace and truth. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. May the word of God dwell with all of us. May we be the tabernacle, the dwelling place where God's glory shines. Amen.